0: Hi, I'm Stacy Hyde and I'm back with another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about beneficiary designations and wills and what governs and how how do you know. Um, This has come up recently um, and I think a lot of people don't actually understand the difference between the two. So if you have an asset, say a life insurance policy, a retirement account through your work, um, a bank account that you own jointly with someone in most all cases, those assets are not going to pass through your will. So if you pass away and your life insurance has a beneficiary of someone that you used to be involved with, but are no longer, that person still will get those insurance proceeds. So it's very important that periodically you do a beneficiary review. Go make sure that you know what the beneficiary information is on your account. So, for example, if you have a bank account that you own jointly with one child, but you have three children and you pass away, the child that you own that bank account jointly with owns all of that money in that account. So there are ways around that. Like, say, for example, you want your child to be able to um, write checks or to help you out on that. One alternative would be to add all the children to the account. The other would be to use a power of attorney that says that this child can write checks on the account, but upon my passing, I have what's known as a transfer of death, which is a beneficiary designation that said it gets split between all three of my children. That is a, if that's your goal, that's a safer way to do that. So it is important to periodically look at those. Um, 401ks, if you are married, those automatically go to your spouse. If you're over 35, that's a federal regulation. Um, say for example that you had named someone else because you were in your 20s and then you got married and you forgot to change it. If that's the case then your spouse can challenge that and unless that spouse consented meaning signed in writing in front of the plan administrator or notary public to give up those rights then that spouse is entitled to those benefits. Um, In other cases um, like I said before, life insurance, joint ownership, or say an investment account that has a transfer on death, that is going to go according to that beneficiary designation, assuming that it was signed and there was no evidence of duress. And that can sometimes be problematic because people forget about that and they may draft a new will thinking that covers everything. And what a will covers is anything that you own that is not owned jointly, that's not covered by a beneficiary designation. Generally, that's your house, could be your cars, could be bank accounts, investment accounts that don't have beneficiary designations on them. Those are all gonna be covered by your will. And when it's covered by a will, it means that whoever you name as executor in your will has to go to court the probate court and get what's called letters testamentary. Basically, appointing them as executor. They may or may not have to post bond, depends on what your will says. And then they're charged by the court of paying off creditors and distributing assets according to the will. And so that's how those assets are going to get distributed. But the key thing to remember, and sometimes people forget this, is that if if an asset has a beneficiary designation, it's going to go according to that no matter what the will says. So if you want it to go differently, you need to make sure that you either A, update that beneficiary designation, or B, um, delete it altogether, revoke it, and then it would go to your will. The advantage of beneficiary designations and joint ownership is in order for your beneficiaries to get access to those assets, all they have to show is a death certificate. So it's going to take longer in most cases, sometimes a couple of months longer um, or even longer if an asset passes via what's called the probate process. That means it's through your will because the executor's gonna have to get appointed. They're gonna have to divide out the assets And then, especially if it's the balance of my estate, the court is gonna wanna make sure that all creditors have been paid prior to the balance of the assets being distributed. So that can take longer, and that's a nice advantage of beneficiary designations, but it can, uh, there's more to keep up with, I guess I wanna say, when you have it on a per asset, by per asset um, basis. So I just wanted to uh, clear that up. Hopefully I didn't muddy the water for you anymore. But if it has a beneficiary designation, that's how it passes. Just need a death certificate. It's it's by the will. It's going to capture anything that doesn't have a beneficiary designation. And that is going to be distributed under court supervision by the executor. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.